need to quit calling them hoes. Man, check the call out, then see who this is. Man, oh, that, that, that's the rich girls, man. Oh, the bookhead girls. Yeah, right. yeah. Second, second chance, second chance. Now give me the phone right. and let me show you how to right. deep voice, deep voice, deep okay. voice. What up? Oh, hello. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good. Okay, yeah? yeah. Okay, that's good. Hey, welcome back to uh, another episode of Second Viewings. Okay. Uh, I am, yeah, no, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I was talking to people listening. Oh. Um, but hello to you, to you as well. Uh, my name is Gully, and as always, I'm joined with my lovely co-host, Kat. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, you want to say hello to everyone? Hello. So yeah, we're back for another episode. Now, if you are new to the show, the basic concept is um, every week we go back and we visit a movie that uh, one of us has seen and the other one has not. So it would be like a second viewing for one of us and uh, first viewing for another. And at the end of the podcast, after we do a lot of discussion, we realized or we discuss whether this movie was worth a second viewing or was it a good viewing and if it deserves a second viewing on the other counterparts? And there's a better way of saying all, all the things <laughs> yeah. that I just said. Yeah, yeah. Could be worded so much better. That's okay. But um, yeah, that's just a lack of preparation. I got it. Yeah. Okay, as yeah. long as you understand, I, I understand the concept, I think the rest of it writes itself. But let's get into it. This week, um, we decided to visit the classic. 1986 yes 1986 yeah. action adventure film aliens now this is plural, plural aliens yeah. yeah written and directed uh by james cameron cool uh who also did the terminator movies the first two at least avatar you might know him from titanic mm -hmm. so he's one. yeah he is uh he's the king of blockbusters but uh, so tell me, this this was the second time I've seen the movie. I hadn't seen it in many years, and it's the first time that you're seeing yes. it. So what was your experience like? Oh, I loved it. You're a big it's fan, It's very eh? fun, yeah. Yeah, it's it is a fun, fun movie, yeah. So I would say it, this is one of those movies that is considered as one of the greatest yeah. action-adventure films of, of our generation. With that being said... You have seen you have seen Alien, correct? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what what are your thoughts about where where they went with the story and the franchise of the Alien series since the first one? Okay. To be fair, I haven't seen Alien in a long time, but I noticed that there were many aliens, and I thought that made a difference in regards to the action of the movie. To an extent, almost not as personal, except for the ending of this movie where Ripley, you know, faces it one on one, which is very similar to the first one. Right. So right. that's that's what I first notice. Yeah, I think that that's what makes the great distinction between the two movies from one being the action adventure film and the other being a horror film, I would say. The first one being a horror film? Yeah, of course. The first one was a horror film. It's a very isolated yeah, film where, yeah, I can see that. where there's just one alien. Yeah. You barely get to see the alien itself. And um, But I mean, I think isolation is a big theme in both movies. That's true. I, I don't know. I, I would contend that because they, yeah. they move a lot. They First, do, they're in like one spaceship and then they go down to the colony. They're outside for a little bit. They, they have cars and then I they lock so. themselves in. But I think being by themselves is what creates this isolation and being alone in space, essentially. I just never at any point felt like they couldn't leave. Okay. Right? Because no matter what, what came at them, they would find, yeah, but you, you know, knew they would come in. they couldn't leave. Yeah. You know? 
And that's <laughs> that's the fun thing about about watching the movie for the second time is it especially a movie like this where there's a lot of thrills and action going on. You kind of know what's going on, but at the same time, there there were things that I was taken back by still. So going going back to what we were talking about, the the first alien from from the alien movie, yes, it was it was indestructible. Yes, and that was that was a fearful thing about it. Exactly. Meanwhile, these these aliens were a fucking bunch of bitches. <laughs> like they were getting they shot and down. they were screaming. They were like, ah! and. <laughs> Falling back dramatically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that was that was catering more to the action part of the movie as opposed to the horror part of it. Right, exactly. It gave more opportunity to shoot these aliens, which is what you want to see. And then also the give way to the alien acidic blood and seeing that in action, which you don't get to see much of in the first one, I believe. Yeah, in the first one, it's there. Do you? Yeah, and, and Ripley even warns them about it at yeah. the beginning. And no, they're all they like, do, but yeah, this is right. Like, like, Left, right, and center, you're getting alien acid blood. Yeah. Everyone's injured by alien acid blood. Exactly. The blood is doing most of the killing. That blood, of course, is semen, but we'll, we'll, talk, no. about, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I don't think, I yeah. think the semen is semen. The semen is semen? Yeah. I don't oh. think the blood is semen. But there was no, they didn't have any semen, they though. They did, but you did, don't did see Did they it. come, though, you think? You like this just... private. What are you talking <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Okay, so... <laughs> Let's let's really dig into this. Let's let's okay. try to dissect okay. this movie from dissect this movie for lack of a better okay. word from the beginning. Um, so uh, the very basic premise of it is in the first Alien movie, Ripley escapes the alien all by herself and a little putty cat that she has. Right. So they're the last two survivors of this horrific act that's being. Where was the cat in this movie? It was there at the beginning, but she leaves it back on Earth, knowing the terrors that she's about to face. Right, yeah, the she, cat can't see that. Yeah, for the second time. You can't subject that cat to that. No, yeah. that's, that's seen enough. Yeah, every cat deserves to have a happy life. So the, the basic premise is that uh, she she was rescued um, from the the pod or the little mm-hmm. spaceship that she escaped with, and uh, she went into hibernation and she wakes up uh, like some seventy odd years later. Was it like sixty years later? She's rescued by the same company that sent her out on this mission to begin with. As soon as she wakes up, she realizes that there are people or colonies, as they call it, within within the same area where you know she found the alien in the first place. And she's quite worried about this. And they're putting together some sort of a search rescue team because they haven't heard from this colony in a while, which involves you know like eight marines. They were like, oh yeah, there's and and the the point is, I guess nobody really believes her too much. No, well they think she's they think she's she's overreacting and a dramatic woman, I think, yes. and that plays into a big theme in the movie in terms of womanhood and like a very male dominated. It's a it's a very male dominated movie, but yes, they think she's overreacting. Okay, not so that, not necessarily that she's lying, but she's overreacting about what she saw. Right, but yeah. but they still they're they're kind of cautious about this because they haven't heard from this colony in a while, so they send Ripley for whatever the fuck reason as an analyst. Cause uh, she knows she knows what went on, right? But she doesn't really provide anything other than whatever was in her report. Go down. Yeah, yeah, she gave her report already. She did a whole presentation like a PowerPoint thing, where she was like, "They have fucking acidic blood." And that's it. And that's all. When she goes there, she's like, yeah, no, the same thing as I said back on Earth. They have acidic blood. Yeah. Right? It's not like she's an expert on these aliens. She just, like, killed one once. Exactly. Like, she encountered one. Yeah. 
They, yeah, but they send them anyways. The rest of the story you can put together. So they get to these colonies. The aliens have taken over. And they're harvesting all the humans on the colonies as um, hosts for more aliens. Yes. Yeah. So without humans, essentially, there would be no more of these creatures, I think. Right. Right? Like, they're, humans are needed for their reproduction. Exactly, what I understand, yeah. yeah. Now, it, see, it's really weird because they don't play with their own set of rules too much. I mean, in the prequels, which is Prometheus, the xenomorph or the exomorph... See, we should really look up what they're actually called. <laughs> Are they in the cast on it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look up who played the xenomorph, who played the... Xenomorph but 1? Basically, the, the ones that latch onto the face... They they take over one of like the creators that is not actually human, but it's supposed to be like some sort of a, an alien god figure themselves, and then a, a new creature is born out of that. So it's it doesn't have to be humans necessarily. I think it has to be an organic life form. But that's I guess really? that's, we yeah, don't know. That's we not really know. fucking We're important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not yeah. alien experts. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's the entire plot of the movie. And then the rest of it is their struggle to get off that, that colony because they realize that it's been infested with a bunch of aliens. So going back to the very beginning of it. Let's begin with Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney okay? Weaver. She's the star of this movie, super badass woman. Of course, as she was in the first exactly. one as well. Yep. Everyone knows Ripley. Yep. Do you think Sigourney Weaver is attractive? I do not think okay. she's attractive. Okay. And I also don't think she's sexy. Okay. Do you think she's leading lady material? In this particular context, she is. Okay. But I can't... I mean, like, she's been in other good... She was in Working Girl, I believe. And she was pretty good in that. Other than that, I, I can't really imagine her leading a movie such as... To, to put it into, you know, recent perspective. Like, I can't imagine her in something like The Danish Girl or... Uh, or like Carol, like as Kate okay. Blanchett. Like, she yeah. she can't carry that she's same like, amount of she's, grace. Yeah, she's eternally 41 years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's, <laughs> she's never looked younger or older. Yeah. Kind of like Julia Roberts, I feel. No. Julia uh, Roberts, I yeah. I disagree. No, she's... Uh, to me, she's never looked older or younger than 35. I, I'll accept that. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I she's, think, but that's just the style of the time when she was famous, whatever. Yeah, and also, let's get down to... Her hair. Because, as you know, I have this a, was Yeah, this was bound to come up, obviously. I have a hair thing. Yes, you do have a hair thing. And I get it. This movie is... You know what? This segment is yours. Just fucking take it. <laughs> just take it. You can be okay. like the hair no, person. No, wait. Okay, this, okay, so this movie is from 1986. I get it. Hair was weird back then. It's course, probably yeah. weird now, and it's going to be weird in the future. I just don't understand why <laughs> her first move is to cut her hair from this shoulder-length curly bob to just... An ear-length curly bob. <laughs> it serves no purpose. It's the exact same hair, just a little it's shorter. Not, it doesn't yet. help her to not sweat anymore. It doesn't yeah. get out of her eyes. It's just the exact same thing, just shorter and poofier. It just yeah, it keeps getting worse throughout the fucking Except movie. Except when it's too. wet. Then it looks yeah, all right. Yeah, that looks hot. It looks yeah, good. Good yeah. for her. Yeah, when when she's stuck in that room and she it's flattened lights out, her, yeah. it's sweaty, Ooh, it's hot. Yeah. Before that, though? <laughs> it's interesting that you bring that up, because... Burke, yeah. yeah. Burke had the exact same hairstyle, but tamed, yes. Yes. Exactly. Like, actually styled. Yeah. I mean, if you put Burke and his hairstyle in any other film, for the record, Burke is the... Marty, ass, yeah, the, the yeah. corporate presence in the on the mission who's dressed like Marty McFly. <laughs> 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 yes, he's wearing, like, a vest and a yeah. plaid shirt the whole time. Yeah, right. 
and uh, life preserver. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what that's like his casual clothes, by the way, because you see him in suits. Oh, yeah. Like, at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, that's just his yeah. choice of loungewear. He's, like, such a fucking corporate prick, I swear. Yeah. Because, like, when she, when she like, FaceTimes him, when she video calls him, and Ripley. he, like, yeah, and he and he responds, and it opens, and he's, like, shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was wearing a shirt already. Dude, and she fucking, just ripped yeah, it off. Yeah, she took it off. He's like, ooh, Ripley's video calling me. Yeah. And, like, that's his fucking casual clothes. Like, hey, I'm going on, like, a vacation. Like, it's like a business trip, but I don't have to wear any suits. Like, so let me wear my fucking <laughs> vest and plaid shirt. What a piece of shit. Also, how uninspired is the fucking fashion in this movie? Well, I don't think you need fashion. I think, just, I think Sigourney Weaver's hair carries the film. <laughs> they made an effort to, to put a fashion statement in there. Everybody's suit looks exactly as it does now, except it just lacks collars. Like, none of the suits have <laughs> collars. Like, that, they were like, this is fucking important. Like, we're just, <laughs> we're envisioning future trends. This is, this is the future. That's yeah. what it is. It's the future. You can't judge it because it's someone's vision of the future. We gotta, we gotta take away the fucking collars. That's what exactly. it is, yeah. But yeah, back to the hair. No, that's all. That's all I had to say. That's I just had to bring that up <laughs> that because was it? it was very distracting. That was good. We saved but, some time. Uh, though. Yeah. yeah, no, Sigourney Weaver's great. Yeah, we saved time on yeah. this one. Just in general, I want to go back to that. Is that the creativity that they try to, <laughs> the creativity that they try to bring in technology is very uninspired. I mean, like, the weaponry that they have, sure, it looks futuristic, it looks cool, and the flying machines and the androids and whatnot. However, they still use, like, flashlights. Yes. Like My that, question, who is funding this team of... The corp, of, the corporation. There's, like, five misfits going in to, to, to do this. Yeah. Who are they? They're fucking marines. Who are, are the misfits? They? Yeah. There's, like, five of them. Where are the rest of the marines? They died. What? Where did they die? In the cocoon thing. Yeah, remember they all went in. There was like a there was a black guy and there was like a really badass. Yeah, okay, guy. so three more people. No, there were there were like twelve of them no. when they started. There okay. must have been, yeah. Okay, but that doesn't that doesn't mean there weren't there should be more marines. Yeah, but and like it shouldn't be that one guy that's super annoying. I don't know what qualifi- qualifications he got to get on this team. It goes. He's the corporate presence there. Well, you're talking about no, Burke, right? No, I'm talking about you know who I'm talking about. Oh, right, Bill Paxton character, character yes. right? What, what was his name? Uh, mean, Private Hudson. Him. Yeah. What? what how he's he a get... jarhead. That's the whole point, is that the, that these people are not hired or they're not there based on their rational thinking. They're supposed to be some trained soldiers that are the best at what they're doing. He's do. not the best at what he does. Well, he survives. He's a smartass? Yeah, he survives. Barely. Like, yeah, he's, he's there. He's scared though. half the time. Okay. Yeah. No, he's just very tactful, you know? He just knows, no. yeah, he knows his survival I, skills, and he knows. Sorry. He's like, because they're like, oh, we got to go out there and fix the he's fucking... Like, Let's not do it, man. Yeah. He's a crazy man. No, it makes yeah. sense, yeah. No, you should be ready to go if they need to go. Yeah, in hindsight, that probably would have been the best thing to do, because Bishop was out there, like, just... Bishop on, was... He was, like, on his Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> he was lounging... Bishop, All the rest of them. Bishop the Andrew is so fucking funny because when when he's first introduced, 
he's first introduced to the actual movie. He's like, it's in the dinner scene, and Sigourney Weaver finds out that he's an android, and she fucking flips out. She's like, I don't want no fucking android here. I just here. want humans. Yeah, and she sounds like a, like an old racist grandma. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, y'all excuse after yeah, that. Yeah, y'all ain't told me there ain't no fucking androids up yeah, in here. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, and she's racist. And then at the end, she like accepts him. She's like, way to go, you know, yeah. Johnson. Or Bishop. Bishop. Yeah. You said his name already. I don't know why you made up another name. And that's racist. It's, you made him Johnson. <laughs> no, it's not. My last name is Johnson. So. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Bishop. You're not too bad after all. Yeah. And he gets like, fucking torn not to pieces. At, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, she's fucking... She's racist as hell. And everyone's so uncomfortable. They're like, no, Bishop's cool, man. Yeah. Like, we owe our lives to Bishop. Yeah. Which is probably true. I yeah. feel like he saved their asses a lot more than they saved each other's asses. Exactly. Based on the, the crew I saw there. Yeah. Bishop, he's, he's, they're like, yeah, Bishop's fucking cool. He does our laundry and shit. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, he's good. I'm not putting him to use yeah, at all. Yeah, he cooks our eggs and stuff. It's nice. Oh, she had a Bishop. Yeah, and the reason why he's so uptight is, we find out later when he's torn into pieces, was that he just, he was full of cum. Oh, he just, he had I thought him, it was milk. He had him sure. busted. <laughs> He had him busted a nut in fucking oh. years, and like he gets torn apart. And they just made fucking... him so realistic that <laughs> yeah. like they just pumped him with cum. Just fucking cum comes out of everywhere. Yeah. Um, Which yeah. is a big theme in this movie, I think. Cum. Yeah, it's true. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about cum. Right, and we are back. Okay, so when we... Yeah. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so speaking of cum, this movie has a lot of imagery to it, right? So, of course, the the series in itself, uh, we're counting Prometheus, the first Alien movie, Alien Cube, David Fincher's Alien. Well, I think... There's a lot of Christ imagery, but this one lacks it. I think this one is very maternal. Right. The imagery in this movie. It's very maternal mm-hmm. in regards to Ripley being a mother sure. who missed her daughter's 11th birthday. Mm-hmm. Because she said she'd be home. She didn't make it home yeah. because she was fighting an alien. Of course. And then her her daughter is shown to her in a picture as being died at, what, 80 years old? Something like that. Yeah. On a paper, like, certificate. What do you mean? I, I don't know. It's like the future and, like... No, it's like a picture of her daughter being, like, old and smiling and shit. And then, but there she's dead. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. They, yeah, they didn't get her any certificate, I don't think. Did they? Yeah, no. Bert comes in with, like, a suitcase, and he has, like, papers oh. that shows that she's <laughs> dead. a bird came in with a suitcase. Yeah, that would have been better, but... It's like a... It's <laughs> Harry Fucking, Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then... And then she takes over... She essentially... And I thought... I found this a little problematic. She essentially adopts Newt as her new daughter yeah of course yeah that's what nude is there for i guess like a representative of her daughter but she like she just and i don't know it's just very strange to like just take i get it yeah right like it fits it's great Mm -hmm. but it's just this weird like it's like a necessity to like replace this empty spot in her life at this point with something new yeah well when we first are reintroduced back to ripley when she's in the hospital she has she has that dream sequence. What we think is real life. Mm-hmm. Where Burke comes in and is like, "Oh, you've been through this tragedy." Burke? I keep thinking you say bird. No, it's Burke. 
Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna really enunciate yeah. it from now on. When Burke <laughs> comes in. <laughs> when Burke comes in and uh, he's like, Oh yeah, here's your cat and whatnot and the cat starts freaking out and then oh, she she's yeah. yeah, she's pregnant with a exomorph or yeah, xenomorph. With, with or... Yeah, with, with a, whatever the fuck morph. Yeah. So it starts off like that. And then as the movie goes on, like it feels like a, a term of pregnancy for her. Oh. Okay, I yeah, think of it that way. and That's then at good. the end of the yeah. day, at the end of it, like the nightmare is over, and, and like she, labor is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. And the way she pulls herself out of that that hatch is kind of like it looks like childbirth, you know. And then the kind of like releases. Yeah, the releases. I can and then, see that. Yeah, and she yeah. comes out, and then out of it, she she has a new child. Yeah. Right. So I also found it interesting that at the end sequence, when she's battling that alien one on one in her fucking robot suit. Yeah. Which is great. The alien, before she gets into that robot suit, knows to go after Newt to upset uh, Ripley because Ripley killed this alien's baby. Ooh, that's good, it yeah. It knew. It knew exactly how to target Ripley and what to go after. Like that's this maternal true. instinct. All, which is weird to, to say because I don't know how the alien was able to distinguish that Newt was... It's was that Because, mu- yeah, obviously when... When Ripley's out there with the fucking machine gun, you can see his Ripley. I'll tell you why. Actually, finish your sentence and I'll tell you why after. Well, I was no, I was leading. I was gonna say at that point she looks like Bob the Builder. So. <laughs> so. I'm happy you said it. I'm happy I heard that. I was hoping you'd cut me off at any point, but go on. What, what I was gonna say? What I thought you meant is how did <laughs> I didn't I didn't know we we're going to Bob the Builder. Of course. Yet. Yeah. What I thought you were gonna say is how did this mother alien know the relationship between Newt and and Ripley. Yeah, that's true. It's just got a maternal instinct. But right? she went out. She went yeah. to re- rescue Newt. Right. And this thing knew. It's like I kidnapped whatever. Yeah. This is coming after. This must be a mother coming after her child. Like there's no, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh. And the way that she's carrying Newt in that last sequence, where she's running away from them, yeah. like it's almost yeah. like a kangaroo mother. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, which is. Yeah, because Newt's like a, a kid. Like, you can Newt's run. Newt's like yeah. 18 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Newt is a piece of shit, but more on that later. <laughs> I fucking hate the Newt. three-hour podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be. I about swear. Newt. Yeah, exactly. Half of it's going to be about I'm Newt. I'm going to have a separate, like, podcast, like, a full season on how much I fucking hate Newt from Aliens. <laughs> but that's a different story. Yeah. Please yeah. subscribe to my new podcast. <laughs> fucking Newt piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fig Newton. Yeah, she's she's literally carrying Newt in her bosom. Yeah, up exactly. Up the stairs, away from the danger. She went danger, to rescue her, yeah. right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I guess that's she ends up picking up on that. Another thing that stands out is how much the things that hatch out of the eggs, the xenomorph, whatever yeah. you want to call them, the things that latch onto the face and actually plant the exomorph inside the human body, they have them displayed in those glass containers. Yes. And one of them like comes across the glass. Yes. And it it's a vagina. It looks like a <laughs> vagina. Yeah. It's undoubtedly a vagina. It's yeah. yeah, exactly. It is. Well, it's a it's a very like I said, it's a very maternal based storyline almost, right? So like right. the vaginas and as you like to say, the cum mm-hmm. is very prevalent in this movie. Yeah. And there's I a lot of gooiness and like yes, stickiness. Yeah. A lot of yeah. fluids. Of course. And, uh, yeah, like, we were talking about at the end where she's burning up all the eggs, that it's, like, as much of a stretch as this is, it's almost representing (laughs) a a woman's choice of abortion or a woman's choice of sacrifice 
or life. I think it's very interesting that you saw it that way. Yeah. Because my entire take on this movie and James Cameron as a whole here, what he's representing, was is it was a very conservative approach on it. Interesting. I saw that a world that he created, this chaos that was that was taking over everything, came from a matriarchy. Yes. And Okay. Yeah. Go on. And that's what you're saying. And as 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 strong as of a character as Ripley is and as fucking weirdly badass that last fight scene is where she comes out as a robot, he legitimizes the pregnancy just because the, these are aliens where when they're talking about the the xenomorph taking over the body, they say, oh, impregnate or whatever you want to yes. call it. It almost, yeah. it was just because, you know, as you were saying, maybe, oh, it comes out of wedlock or whatever. Maybe we're digging too deep into this, but that's fine. The, the whole thing feels like well, he, that's a, he's against, he's against the reproduction. Well, it's interesting that you say that because the movie is very male based. Like I said, it's very male dominated. Right. Very much. And so. so Sigourney Weaver Ripley is one yeah. woman. The other woman is Vasquez. She looks like more of a man. Of course, yeah. Than the men do. And I think that was a choice. And Sigourney Weaver's not exactly very feminine herself, right? She's very, yep. she's fairly masculine looking, right? Or, or androgynous, as you, you know. Sure. be more acceptable. Yep. So this movie looks like it's a bunch of men. But Ripley is this maternal figure at the same time. It's almost like she's an asexual figure. She has this daughter. We don't know about a husband. She then adopts a daughter without having to give birth to her, has sex to get this daughter. Like, it's very... It's very asexual in that in that sense. I guess so, but at the end of the day, she's the one that destroys all the other mother's eggs. Yes. And she's the one that she, like, shoots up her pregnant belly with her grenades. Yeah. And she's the one that takes that choice of reproduction away. If okay, that alien has reproduced too much. Right, but <laughs> who, who are you to say? I'm going to judge right now that alien... Who are you to okay, say? because we discussed this already. Who are you to say? <laughs> Sorry, we discussed this already. There were, so the aliens are only created through human hosts. There weren't enough human hosts to match those eggs she was laying. But they had that entire colony there. But they weren't all of them alive. So they need a live human host to do that. So I'm assuming that they're anticipating more humans to keep coming there. But they're idiots. Clearly. But that's the whole thing. Like, why why is the human life more important than this alien life? Because this alien like the, life is trying to destroy human life. So once it... Once so it's so trying, why is our purpose of survival like more life, important than the purpose of the aliens of destroying but us? But the alien is not doing it for survival. They're doing it as a point of hunting a human. They were both created by the same people. But, okay, we're the not looking at... We're not looking I at think it's very important, the, the, the mythology of the whole thing, because... The aliens okay, and the humans were created Okay, we're not looking at it because I don't remember the... it very well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let, I'm not let, trying to dismiss it, but I just I actually don't let remember. Let me do a quick breakdown. I just remember Michael Fassbender's in it. Oh, yeah, that was good. I think he was a better android than Bishop, for sure. Because Bishop has, he's like... He's the better everything. He's me. got, like, these, like, scars and stuff no, on his face. No, it's the lines like, to make him look almost like a puppet or, like... Why does he look so distinguished? Like, why does he have... Because he's... Isn't he British? No, <laughs> Isn't no he? I, I, I guess British. so, maybe, yeah. So he's just By the way, like, that guy, he's done a lot of fucking work. What's As androids and everything. His name is Lance Henderson. He has 220, like, IMDb uh. credits. Because I was looking through this cast, and it's when you think about it, other than Sigourney Weaver and Bill Paxton, it's a fucking pack of nobodies. Newt went on to be a porn star. No, you're talking shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, there was like a... <laughs> you're talking so much shit. <laughs> 
please do not, as the audience, I look mean, up the end, Newt. The end of Newt is she's in a bukkake. Oh, the you're right. She's covered in cum at the end. Yeah, she's like stuck to the wall and shit. Yeah, that was she disturbing. She doesn't cry herself out of this like white fluid that she's covered in. Right. Yeah. And once again, I think that's a very conservative image. Wow. Newt is an actress in two things. One is Aliens, and one is an upcoming project. Oh, I'm pumped to see that. What is it? <laughs> She's been saving herself. Oh, it's man. It's called, hold on, let me look into Triborn. Yeah. Well, she's a piece of shit, so nobody go watch Triborn. Because it sounds like a fucking awful movie already. Just by the fact that it has nude in it. But she's like old now. So maybe she's, she's a good actress. It's true. It's like the, the girl from, from um, My Girl. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. She, does she do things now? Yeah, well, like, she didn't do anything for a long time. Anna Chlumsky. And then... Because <laughs> of that last name. <laughs> right. And then now, all of a sudden, she's been in, like, four seasons of Veep. She's, like, a... Oh, right, yeah. She's a regular yeah, yeah. on that That's show. True. And she's fantastic. She's she really good. She needs the way to go. Yeah. Exactly. Well, HBO. Yes. You're right. <laughs> Don't do cable, folks. Yeah. <laughs> if any, you know, up, any up-and-coming actors... If there's any actors, folks out yeah, there, yeah. don't do cable. You folks, you know what's good for you. Don't do cable. All right, so we're going to take another quick break, uh, refresh some drinks, and we'll be back with more of All right, hey, we're back. Hey, how was it? Great. <laughs> you asking me? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was fantastic. It's a good break, right? For okay. Sure. Uh but we're back, so let's uh let's discuss aliens a little further in terms of its uh a- technical aspects. Yes. Cause aspects? Aspects. Okay. Burke. Burke aspects. There we go. Okay. That should be one-two on, check from now on. We, yeah, we're back on track. <laughs> yeah. Hello, we're second viewing. Burke aspects. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about it. So James Cameron, obviously one of the, the, the better filmmakers of our time. Right. Uh, he's given us a lot of classics. And he, does, he he's written this movie as well, which to me, it's it's a little problematic. Cause the, and a bit the, dramatic, I think. And I think he likes drama. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I think that's his thing. Here's the thing. The, the fucking script sucks. The dialogue is awful. And it's written I, by a 13-year-old. I also find that there were a lot of times where I was a little bored, to be honest, in a movie that you're yeah. not supposed to be bored in. You right. know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to always be enthralled and excited and scared. And there were times where, yeah, like the dialogue you said kind of took me out of the moment. Right. It's it's a whole lot of like, hey, listen here, kiddo, and hey, we're a fucking, we're a, me and my squad are a bunch of badasses. Yeah, fuck like, that guy. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> What's his name? Hudson, like, Hudson. It's Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton from Big yeah, Love. Yeah, Private Hudson. Yeah. That guy, I still don't know how he got his qualifications to work in this field. Which is so weird, because he's he was a good like a thirteen-year-old man. He was he's... a thirteen-year-old boy in a man's body in this whole movie. Bill Paxton is a great actor, one of is the better. Though? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. he's I don't fantastic know. I don't know actor. Other right? than this. So I confuse him with Bill Paxton. And that's that's what kills me because they give him a really shitty script, and he was like, he was playing up to that character. I suppose the character was he's supposed like this... to be annoying, but the dialogue is just he's so like this poor. Doofus. He's supposed yeah. to be like. He was almost like the comic relief, but right. he wasn't funny. Right. Like this, he was supposed to be this like doofus or like this um, meathead who was on this journey with these people. Yeah. And it was just like, why? Why is he there? Only to get what eaten at the end? Like, what? 
what was his purpose? Or no, to to run through that glass at the no, end. No, that was Hicks. No, that that was, was definitely Hicks for sure. Babe. Yeah, Hicks. That? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it was Hicks. So that's that's who one of those even, things. Who was Hicks even? Hicks was like the other, oh, the it? blind guy, the sure? guy that was blind. At Are the you end. sure it wasn't? I Hudson? guarantee you. I think that was Hudson's only it point. It was not Hudson okay. for sure. It was definitely Hicks. Okay, I still I still don't like him. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> see, it's those little details there that like we noticed that because you know we were kind of drunk when we were watching this, but uh, there's this one point where Ripley and Newt are trapped in a room. And like they shoot the glass, and fucking Hicks just takes like I'm a. Sure was Hicks. I feel like it was. I feel like Hudson is more the kind of person to do that. I don't think Hicks would do that. I think he's very timed and monitored and very like conscious of what he does. I think. I think Hudson would take the opportunity to do this the first second he got to run through a plate glass window. I mean, if if you feel like we need to pause, we might have this to watch this scene just again. Just watch it again. We can, but I feel like at this point it's irrelevant. I'm just okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I okay. just I feel like it would help my point against him, but I'm sure other points will. Okay, we're him. gonna take a quick break. <laughs> we're gonna go check to see who the fuck dove through that glass, and we'll be right back. Hey, so we're back now. Hey, Kat, anything you want to tell our audience real quick? He's regarding, right. Yeah. He was right. Say it again. He was right. I always... <laughs> I will admit when I'm wrong. Okay. He just loves hearing it I over love and over it. from a girl who, I, who admits it. Like, I'm probably the only woman who admits when I'm wrong. What's a Marvin Gaye? This is what I live for. Anywho, so it was in fact Hicks that dives through it. Which is very unlike Right, so that's my whole point, that the character development in, it is But he loves her. So, but why? Because she's cool Just and she's androgynous. He, he like taught her how to shoot a gun. Yes. Like they make no effort. First of, saved, all, first of all, she saved the whole crew's life. At, at the very beginning of the charge, movie, like a badass bit, we meet like 12 marines. Six of them die. By the end of the movie, I didn't remember a single fucking one of them. Only the ones that, that had survived. So, yeah. But when they first wake up from that time travel, coma, whatever it is, the, the hyper <laughs> hyper sleep that they go through, they make this effort to give them all some sort of character. There's the, the, the badass, you know, the guy who wakes up and he's like, hey, you guys are fucking ugly. And then there's the, the cool, calm, black, like, captain that goes in with them and he gets killed yeah and he's the one who takes all their ammo away so they make this effort to give them all some sort of characteristic but don't build on anything and hicks he's just the good looking male white man wait who hicks, hicks the, the, the other one i dislike no hicks is the guy who gets blinded oh okay right sorry. burke no who's the one i dislike hudson you hudson. don't like yeah hudson. okay sorry they're hicks. all all white men with basic white names. When you think about it, like Newt, uh, Ripley, and Bishop all deserve to survive at the end. Hicks fucking does nothing. He's just on a headset the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like a Britney Spears headset <laughs> Britney on Spears her tour. Yeah. yeah, and he has no character. He just makes these random acts. He gets put into charge just because the next guy has this a concussion. This is the thing. I think he's a important because he shows how much more important Ripley is 
in the scenario. Not to say that she's the masculine figure, but she's the more prominent figure in this whole movie. And he's her second hand, even though he is leading this team. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's his role. Suppose though, even, you know, like the, the CEO, like the guy who puts them inside that trap in the first place. And then says, oh, you guys can't shoot your guns. And then he gets a concussion. He's out for half the movie. <laughs> and then he yes. just shows up with some band-aid around his fucking head. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the movie, he makes this crazy heroic thing where he goes back for Vasquez and, like, helps her up. Yeah. And then blows himself okay, up. Okay, that's why I also thought this was almost about abortion. Because he made the choice of her life at the end. Like, right. what? So like, he just, he just decided that he's going to just blow the both of them up. Like... Yes, if anything is anti-abortion. still has yeah. some fight in her. We know right. that. Yeah, she, she had acid on her legs, all right? She was fine. <laughs> she could have made it. Those legs were thick. Either way, that character indicated nothing previous to that scene that he would have that kind of Just turn. that he's a male dominant figure who makes a choice on behalf of a woman. That's <laughs> what it. that figure is <laughs> take for. It, take it easy. <laughs> I told you, we're going to have a feminist friend. Okay, we'll, we'll save that for later, but... Uh, back, back to I the think ba- it may have happened already. I think <laughs> that I was peaked. it? I think it was it. It came it out. Dedicated to Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So that's my spiel about the whole dialogue and the character development or the lack thereof. Uh, the other thing is that it, there's this blue hue throughout the entire movie. There's this blue light in every fucking scene. It's coming from the outside. It's coming from underneath. It's coming from the top. Yes. No matter what, every single scene in this movie has a... Bl- and I guess James Cameron is going for something. He's going for this theme. He's giving it this dark space look because when you yeah. look out at the space, it's space, black. But like, you, but when you think of space, though, you think of blue, bright blue. Right. In contrast for like the stars. The That's galaxy blue. Yes. Yeah, galaxy. Yeah. You feel like as lo- as when you're looking at the but sky, it also it's gives black. You like an ominous feeling to it because right. a lot of the figures I noticed were illuminated from the back with blue right. light so you just see figures a lot of the time see for me it worked against them okay because it it really fucked with with the technical aspect of the alien puppets that they were using <laughs> the they look like shit okay no they only look like shit for me in that one scene when you're looking at them through the vents yeah they look like they look like puppets. Like, yeah. they had strings. They were puppets on a string <laughs> yeah. in that scene. One of them and had they... a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> you could see the guy puppeting it at the top. Yeah. So, I th- in the first movie, there was a guy inside of a suit. Right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I'm not too sure what they did with the second movie, but it looked so fucking bad. And anytime you got, like, a full glimpse of them, it would be, like, a snapshot, like, a oh, real yeah. quick shot yeah, of them yeah. getting of course, blown up. Of course, it would yeah. show the person shooting, and then it would show that's them what getting saying. blown that's up. That's why I think it was, like, a cheap act almost to get them to blow up. Like, that's what you want to see. But why is James Cameron using cheap techniques? Like he's young. The, the he's man, young. He's wild. He's free. No, like, what the fuck? Like, that's no excuse. He's already made the Terminator at this point, and he made the Terminator no, in 1984. Did yeah, he, he, he made, made the first Terminator. The first oh, Terminator shit. in 1984, and then he made this movie. And like, he, and the budget for this movie was fucking insane. And he had all this like resources at his disposal, and he just uses this cheap lighting to to give off the effect that you're describing. Yeah. Whereas it Can should I be honest. I think this movie was meant to be marketed as an action movie, just for like the, the space and the gore and the aliens and the fighting. Whereas the first movie was a lot more. It was more personal. I found that's yeah. what I like. Like you said, it was more of a horror movie than an action mm-hmm. movie. 
There was much, so, yeah, much more empty space in the first. Right. right. So the yeah. budget was big, yeah. and it was gonna make a lot of money. So he put a lot of money into making it like a blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like he made it. It's gonna be this action movie. You're gonna go in there to see aliens, and you're gonna see these aliens blown up by a, a, like a badass woman. Yeah. Like, that's what you're going to see. Yeah, I think it's cheap. Of course. In terms of yeah. It, yeah, I think he's he's a director that has done much better. Yeah. And he had the capabilities to yes. do much better in this film. That's exactly and, it, yeah. and he did not capitalize yeah. on that. So anything that you want to add in terms of the technicalities of this movie? Um there were a lot of panning shots which I appreciated, I think. Those right. weren't very utilized very often. But uh, when they did they kind of they created a lot of suspense, which I appreciate. Like it was I love horror movies and I think this is split between a horror movie and an action movie. The suspense aspects of it are very horror in my mind, where they kind of create this intensity and this uneasiness in me. Yeah. And then the action is just when the aliens are being shot up. But the best parts are when you have this uneasiness in your stomach knowing that something's going to pop up. It's true. So whenever those shots were used, like the panning shots, I appreciated that. I think that's, you know, as much as I'm talking shit about this movie yeah. at the moment, one of the greatest action suspense moments of all time in film is is that scene where they're looking at the motion detectors and they're welding yeah. up the, the door and he's like, they're five feet away from us. And it's like, that's impossible. That means they're in the room yeah. and then they look in the roof and they're all in the Well, that's a motif roof. that's been used many times after as well. So. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, the call is coming from inside the house, exactly. right? Exactly. I, I like that. <laughs> but at the same time, you look at some sequence, like the very ending where Ripley's in that robot suit and she's fighting. I love it. I loved it. It I was like it. in slow motion. What the fuck? It. Because it's a robot suit. I know, but why is the alien in slow Like the alien should have technically torn that, torn her apart. No. Why? Yeah. The alien's used to tearing humans apart, not robots apart. No, or but machines. like it realizes that she's the human in there operating it. Yeah. They're very smart. But yeah, but she's a cocky bitch. Yeah. And that's what she gets. She True, she, she, that's one thing. Like she was being way over emotional. She was being she the was. human. Yeah. You know what? She was. Because she and lost think, all her babies, right? And I think in that scene, Ripley and this alien were mirroring each other in their losses of their children. Right. It was almost like Ripley lost her daughter to this one alien that she faced 57, 60 years ago. Yeah. And now she took it out on this alien who then lost its babies mm -hmm. and now they're facing off. Isn't that very typical of, of women's relationship with each other? Why can't women just yeah. band together and take down patriarchy? Why are, why are they always fighting against each they, other? Ripley did take down patriarchy. It was only her and her daughter she left took at down, the end. She took down matriarchy. She took down no, the queen. I disagree. She was fucking queen yeah. bay. There can only be one queen. <laughs> why? Why can't there be multiple queens in the world? Why would you want two queens? There are multiple kings in the world. No. Yeah, well, there's the king of the north. There's the king of the Vandals. So I, to end this, I think that Ripley is... You're too animated for this. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're okay. waving your hands okay, everywhere. Okay. okay, That's how I know some shit's coming up. Get ready, <laughs> to folks. To conclude this, I think that Ripley is challenging the male patriarchy in this movie by saying, and I quote, happy to disappoint you. Because of that one scene where Burke is trying to force her to go against her better judgment to save these people, or in retrospect, have saved these people, he wants her to be ignorant of what has happened. He said he expected better of her and to not be so stupid. But her ignorance is the enlightenment that this movie is requiring. Whereas his ignorance, or his enlightenment rather, is the ignorance of this movie. Alright, so here's my counter-argument to what you okay, just said. Okay. 
it, and I find this very fascinating that this movie is about these fucking aliens getting blown up by machine guns. It's, it's going to draw this out for us. Yes. But I saw it in the exact opposite sense. Wow. In the sense that you see this liberal, um, you know, liberating of the, the female and, and tearing down the patriarchy. I saw it as a very conservative message that, that James Cameron was doing. Very similar to, to what Christopher Nolan was doing in The Dark Knight. In terms of, you know, it's, it's military ideals and it's conservative ideals in the sense that saying that in the dark night they they say that a few elites should have all the knowledge and all the power and and they know better so they should make the decisions on behalf of the people exactly. they use things like surveillance and things like that I, I feel like those themes are very prevalent yes. so in this movie to counteract the point that i was saying about the dark night they put up this this whole thing between bureaucracy and the military Right, so they shoot down bureaucracies, as in the the point that Burke says, oh, this was an administrative decision to to have these people go and trying to find the alien, and the the entirety of the beginning of the film where Ripley is trying to warn them about the alien, it goes through a tribunal and it gets judged by this, and 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 it's put through this bureaucratic um, process where it gets shot down, and because it goes through so many levels it doesn't see the light of day. However, as soon as all that is done, and as soon as the, the uh, commanding officer goes down in the ship and he gets the, the, the concussion, it, sudden, it suddenly becomes this military law, becomes martial law, and that takes over the movie, and suddenly there's this voice of reason. There's, there's this justice and there's this stability put into system where Ripley takes over as the commanding chief and then Hicks is put into position where, where he's in power, right? So they even talk about, suddenly talk about nuking and exterminating these creatures because they're put in that position. Just because they have that power, they make the decision on the behalf of everyone else. They say, you know what, we're going to nuke these things and exterminate them forever. It's not very different than, than what the U.S. military might has done over in the Middle East or in Vietnam, things like that. Just because they feel like this is the alien, this is the other, they feel the need. They feel the need to go over and exterminate these people. In a very, very, very equal sense, there's there's a lot of um, spying and and things like that. There's a big, big thing on the NSA where they have the, the locator ID on Newt, where they're constantly able to find her, and they put that as a safe thing. They say, don't worry, we know where you are at all time. You'll be safe under our command. Don't worry, this camera is watching over you at all time. We can watch you. That way you'll be safe. And furthermore, they have those Tourette guns in the hallway. That represents the wall, the wall that Donald Trump is talking about. Because, yeah, no, no, no. Now watch this. Stop this. If we were to talk about aliens, as in illegal aliens, as in immigrants, no, as in the Mexicans coming in, and they have the wall, and it stops them from breaching into their safe space. I disagree. Right? So, of course, and that's okay. Yeah. That's that's my take on okay. the movie. Yeah, that, fair enough. That James Cameron puts this military might and and these Marines as, as a source of order and as a sort of safetyness, and that's how they finally end up escaping through through their military might and, and establishing that martial law order. Okay. These marshals don't know they're ahead from their asses. Half the time they're bickering. Half the time they don't know where they're going. The other ones want to quit while the other ones are convincing them to stay along with them. All they want to do is shoot their guns. Like, at the end of the day, Ripley makes it. Ripley survives because Ripley has dealt with them. 
And Ripley knows what needs to be done. And what you said about wanting to exterminate these aliens on behalf of others because they are just the other. I don't agree with that because these aliens are legitimately, they're legitimately causing harm to humans. Like, it's profoundly evident how much they're, they need to use humans as a host to create more of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, they need to destroy humans in order to reproduce. But that was their purpose. That's why they were created. Yes. And every man for himself. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> so No, I just mean, though, like, every person in this history... Okay, so let's have a movie based on the alien's perspective called Human. Okay. And we'll have Sigourney Weaver in that and aspect. And that's the whole point of military strikes, right? To say that we, we've reserved this right, or not we, but Americans. Yeah, Let's okay. say the American okay. military has reserved this right to say that our our way of life is the right one. So we're going to go over there and we're going to eliminate people that, that oppose that but way of life. And that's the right thing. But these, so, okay. So the aliens and humans, once again, were created by the same engineers. The aliens were, uh, the humans were created to to spread life, and the aliens were created to eliminate life. So the fact that they're they're going through this big extent to eliminate all humans, it's a natural thing to them. Of course. And, and of course, Just we like see it as evil because no, they're the other. No, but we see it as a natural instinct for us to survive. Right. So regardless, course. we're gonna try to destroy them. Yeah. That's the that's what it is. Of no course. matter what. And it doesn't make them wrong. It it makes them wrong to us because that's what we're seeing. Exactly. It's yeah. perception, right? Right. Yeah. No, I totally feel you. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Bottom line. What's the deal with this? How do you feel about aliens? Are you gonna watch it again? Oh yeah, I definitely watch this again. Yep. Yeah. What as crazy as it sounds, I I feel the exact opposite. So wow. I feel like this this was it for me. This was a good viewing of, of aliens. I definitely enjoyed it and I'm glad that I got to watch it with you. But it's, it wasn't – it really did not live up to my – because now that I was able to, to see it in this new light, it just kind of took away from me. And, of course, the technical aspects of it kind of bothered me because the, the CGI – well, or not even CGI, the but the, the, the puppetry <laughs> looked look really, really amateur. And it's not it's not something that I'll be seeing again. Maybe because again in 20 years. they put their energy into one puppet. They put into multiple fucking chorus of puppets. <laughs> I I don't I don't take that as an excuse, but <laughs> but yeah. So I I probably won't be seeing aliens again anytime soon. But now it's up to you. So come on and tell us if you're gonna watch uh, aliens again, and we inv actually invite you to do so. And uh, we'd love to hear your opinion. So once again, for second viewings, this is Gully speaking. And this is Cat. Thank you for listening, and have a good one.